Thank you for being a listener of the Women in Tech podcast. To support the podcast and cheer us on, become an MVL Most Valuable Listener on our private feed where you'll have ad-free episodes and join us in Zoom meetups to meet other listeners of our podcast community. Go to womenintech.love, linked in the show notes. I think so many people, they think of something and they automatically think all the reasons why I shouldn't, as opposed to all the reasons why I should. There's really no excuse. Like the only thing holding you back half the time is yourself. My name is Esprit Devora, host of The Women in Tech Show. The show means a lot to me. The reason why I wanted to create the Women in Tech show is I wanted to create a positive piece of content, something where people can listen and say, if she can do it, so can I. Hi, my name is Nisha Raghu, and I'm currently working at Visa as a senior estate in automation. I graduated from San Jose State University with a master's degree in software engineering in the year 2018. I am passionate about STEM education and attend meetups for women in tech when time permits. I'm truly grateful for all the knowledgeable people I met while studying and working, and I'm hoping to learn as much as I can to contribute back to the society in terms of volunteering and educating people. If you too want to connect and collaborate with more incredible women in tech, remember you can go to the Women in Tech Facebook group at womenintechvip.com. That's womenintechvip.com. The best business resource I have is my mentor's private Facebook group. I've never found a community that cares more about one another's success. It inspired me to create the same thing for podcasters. If you're a tech company or startup looking to grow your podcast audience, I created GetPodcastListeners.com, a private group specifically to discover how other podcasters have grown their audiences so we could do the same. Check out GetPodcastListeners.com. That's GetPodcastListeners.com. Welcome back to the Women in Tech podcast, celebrating women in tech around the world. So excited to connect you to Vanessa. Hello. Hello. Vanessa, okay, where are you right now? I am in Durham, North Carolina. North Carolina. Nice. And you are coming out with the We Get Real AF podcast. What is We Get Real AF? Yes, uh, We Get Real AF, a show featuring women and girls in emerging tech, XR, AI, and futurism. Our mission is to explore how science and technology impact culture and humanity with a focus on tech for good. So basically, we talk high tech with cool leading women in those spaces. And go ahead. Let's start from the very top. Tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do, because I want to get into like how you got in technology and all that. But everybody needs to know your name first. Sure. I'm Vanessa Alava, co-founder of the We Get Real AF podcast. And yeah, I have told you what We Get Real AF stands for and what our mission is. Our goal is to educate, inspire, and empower. And uh, day job is working for a content creation company that focuses on AR and XR. And you have the coolest podcast setup, I have to say. Like, you look way cooler than me right now. Oh, goodness. (laughs) 
Thank you. You're very kind. I feel so amateur, really. And you're the pro. So, and thank you very much for the invitation. I'm a big fan of the show. So I'm equally honored and excited to be here. Thank you. I appreciate that. No, it's always, it's always such a special gift when I get to share a conversation with another podcaster. And where I'd like to start it is let's talk, talk about the beginning when you first became interested in technology. When are your first memories of, of taking an interest in the tech world? Goodness, I think it all stems back to my parents, especially my dad. My dad always had like the latest and greatest gadget. And a lot of his gadgets focused on, you know, filming or music. And we come from a very passionate and entertainment type of family. You know, my sister and I were always singing and acting and writing sketches and went to performing arts high schools, etc. So my earliest recollection of, you know, technology in general was just my dad coming home with the latest and greatest and us playing with it, really, and him allowing us to, to delve into that. So, yeah. And when was your first first like parlay into the tech world professionally? So goodness, I've meandered a lot. Again, my background focused on entertainment for a very long time as talent. And then I worked in production and unscripted television, etc. So again, a lot of the technology kind of came from that world, whether it be, you know, in production with cameras or recording equipment, etc. I would say working in the XR space, working at the content creation company that I work at now, um, they have a focus on virtual reality and augmented reality that's really opened my eyes to the many amazing use cases for training and uh, education. So I really just had this desire to learn more about emerging technology and what the future looked like and how we can apply these things for the universe in like good way. So that's kind of where I guess the idea was born for the podcast. And bring me into your perspective. How do you think augmented reality and, you know, virtual reality connect us more rather than disconnect us? Goodness, I think that not even just the XR space, right? I think technology in general allows us to be connected in so many ways in which we wouldn't be able to have that connectivity with people from, you know, all around the world, right? From, you know, social channels to being able to put on a headset and literally transport myself from here in Durham, North Carolina to Mumbai or to somewhere exotic in Europe or wherever the case. So I think that as a human species and learning about different cultures and where people come from and their backgrounds, etc. It's not just the AR, VR space, even though, I mean, I think that the way in which we're educating our, you know, not just our workforce, our children in schools, etc. Is it impacted in a big way by those technologies? I think it doesn't stop there. I, again, I go back to, you know, the digital channels, the internet Google, etc. Like just yeah. all the internet of things allows us to do that. And beforehand, you know, we had phones and it's an evolving thing, right? You know, like phones and how far they've come along and then mobile technology and having a cell phone. Goodness, again, I go back to my dad. My dad had one of the big fat, like Zach Morris totally. cell phones, you know? So um, I just think in general, technology connects us because of where we came from and not having those capabilities. So if that answers your question. And you're super excited about the We Get Real AF podcast. And thank you so much for having me on your show. Yeah, we were so excited to have you. (laughs) 
<laughs> Tell me a little bit about your co-founder, when the idea of the show was planted and what you hope becomes of it. Sure. Sue Robinson and I met two years ago and we just hit it off. We had that connection, kismet, whatever you call it, just fortuitous moment that we met and um, very like-minded and aligned. And she and I both saw, again, what the technology can do and the different opportunities it opens up for, for so many people. We were able to attend the Oculus Connect 6 last year, which obviously is owned by Facebook. And we left feeling very, very inspired. And it's hard to leave an event like that without feeling a sense of urgency and wanting to be part of something bigger. So we just kind of really had a lot of brainstorming sessions and we're like, what, what can we do? Like we, we're, we have all this energy and where do we put it? And we're both creative and entrepreneurial. I mean, again, I had come from an entertainment background. She has a broadcast journalism background. And we just wanted to do something where we were making an impact and wanting to really learn more. It just came from that desire for education. So with a lot of soul searching, it kind of led to this conversation of like, what if we want to learn more? And what if we educate ourselves by like interviewing people in the space? And what if these people were like amazing, influential women in these spaces and empower that? And then if we like put it out into the universe, anybody else that wants to learn all these amazing things can do that. So it just it was like this weird, like aha moment that we had. And we said, okay. This is what we're going to do. And we just set out to do it. And we're not, I mean, this is our first podcast. We've never done it before. So we're literally building the plane as we're flying it. I remember a lot of conversations we had with our guests at first was that alone. Like, hi, we're Sue and Vanessa. This is our idea. And we think it has a great uh, concept. It's a great concept. It has legs. And we really want to feature you because of your expertise. And just to be honest, we're, is, we're building this plane as we're flying it. You know, it was like this <laughs> disclaimer, if you will. Totally. Um, and then after a few conversations where we had just like this amazing feedback of like, oh my gosh, like this is so needed. The time is now. And, you know, I, I'd love to be a part of it. And you should talk to this person too. And we were like, oh, wow. Like we're, we're actually getting resources from the people we're reaching out to. Like this is amazing. So I think it was just reaffirming being at the right place at the right time in our brains and in our lives to do this. When you have the universe kind of pushing you in a direction and kind of just continuously opening doors and windows for you, you can't help but to just feel the forward momentum and get excited about it. So that is a long story short. Um, that's how the idea was born. Just the desire for education and wanting to educate others who were just as interested. And then, yeah, just kind of getting comfortable with being uncomfortable, getting out of our comfort zone and learning something completely new. We are recording it on our own. We bought the equipment. We're learning how to edit. We, you know, it's, it's just, it's fun. And what kind of guests have you interviewed? I know it hasn't launched yet, but what kind of guests have you interviewed? Can we expect to see and, and who will be in the queue moving forward? Wow. We have an amazing roster of people, people from Lockheed Martin who are engineers and helping put spaceships up into the air. We have a person from NASA Jet Propulsion Lab. Um, we have people from Google in, uh, you know, studying voice and, you know, how voice mechanics and technology has progressed. Um, we have a lot of people in the XR space, but content creators, hardware developers. Um, we're talking about AI, blockchain, fintech, things that like we really, really want to know more about, especially in the fintech blockchain world where I just 
It's like a complete foreign language to me. It's really awesome to get to talk to like the leading people in these industries and just being able to ask the questions vulnerably. And again, having them break it down in a way in a fashion that's digestible. I love how you and Sue have this idea and and both of you just decided we're going to make this happen. And then you took action, even though you didn't know where to begin, you took action anyway, and you're totally self-taught podcasting and you're doing it. You didn't know how to reach out to guests. You didn't know how to book guests. You didn't know how to record. You definitely didn't know how to record remotely. You didn't know how to edit. You didn't know how to distribute all these things. But even though you didn't know any of that, you're like, F it you're doing it anyway. And I think that that's a really powerful message for all of us to remember that we don't have to know everything in order to start doing something. Oh, exactly. That should not be a reason to stop. I think so many people, they think of something and they automatically think, well, wait, and they stop and all the reasons why I shouldn't, as opposed to all the reasons why I should. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of dead on arrival before it even has a chance to flourish. And it's it's sad. So I, I've always, again, been very, very creative and have always dreamt big. You can always whittle down, but I mean, just at least try and give it a fair shot. And again, with all of the resources we have to be more connected to each other, no matter where we are in the world, and to just educate ourselves where like literally you don't have to get in the car to go to a library. You can literally research Google, buy books, whatever you need to do from your home. There's really no excuse. Like the only thing holding you back half the time is yourself. So Completely. it's really just having the confidence and the um, wherewithal to just be like, do it, just do it. Just like, and that was the biggest piece of advice. Like as we started pulling resources together on this podcast journey, and we had a lot of friends that uh, we made that are podcasters and would give us tidbits. That was the main thing. They were like, just do it. Where are you in the <laughs> in the queue? Okay, just do this thing. And like by the time you realize that when you've just done several things, you're halfway there. So it was really just biting the bullet and making mistakes as we go. Because I mean, we're not perfect against the first time we've done it. So it's just really taking that chance and that risk. And you feel so good about it afterward. I mean, it's like now looking back on it, we started ideating, I guess, back in November of last year. And we'll be launching in June. <laughs> so um, we've recorded close to 15 different episodes already. So the thing that intimidated us back then, we've already conquered. So I I always keep telling Sue, so I'm like, all right, our next thing is whatever it is. And I'm like, and once we conquer that, you know, we're almost there and we'll have conquered everything and we'll just be efficient and do it, do it fluidly. So it's um it's exciting. It's exciting to get to do something um where you're still learning. And we should always be students of life and want to learn more. And I mentioned that you have a really, really cool podcasting setup just because everybody can't see you the way that I can. Can you walk us through uh, what your setup is and how you found it, how you knew how to put it together? Wow. Okay. So yeah, we lined ourselves up with people locally that we knew were podcasting and got some some feedback as to, okay, well, this equipment, this microphone or whatever. So we went ahead and bought it. So I've, I've got a Blue Yeti microphone. I've got a pop filter, which I knew a little bit about recording in, in 
a sense just because I come from the entertainment world. I used to sing and record a little bit, but the technology changes like every day, as we know, right? Totally. <laughs> so this is all new equipment and uh, the, la- the latest and greatest. I have a Mac laptop, so nothing crazy fancy, but you know, I like the Mac uh, iOS. So uh, Squadcast has been great. Um, we researched a few different platforms. And and to just record. to clarify, a, a pop filter is when you make a uh, like a pop, pop, pop sound or the tease. It takes out the sharpness. And then right. Squadcast is how we're remote recording right now, just so everybody knows. So you were saying that you were looking at all the platforms? Yeah, we were looking at all the platforms. And what really spoke to us about Squadcast was the ability to actually see our guests and make that connection. And sometimes, I mean, you're looking at me halfway put together, uh, but <laughs> sometimes it's nothing at all. Like just like very all right natu- all natural. Oh, yeah. you, you are be- beautiful, natural Aww, beauty. Thank you. But um, <laughs> yeah, so sometimes it's very raw. But yeah, it allows us to make that connection with our guests. And it's not a requirement, but it's nice to be able to know when someone's about to take a breath to make a response or a comment or whatever. Totally. Um, and then I love that it backs up all of your tracks and everyone's recording on a separate track. So it feels as though we're in the same room. So it's been just wonderful. And again, it, it is research. It's a lot of like reading and, and reading reviews and asking a lot of questions that might seem redundant or potentially um, ignorant to some people who know how to do it. But, you know, how else are you going to learn? So I'm always like, it's better to ask than to not know. So I, I'm always asking questions. So yeah, you're very kind to say that I have a nice setup. But it, again, it was something that um, was put together by asking a lot of questions. And one thing that Vanessa, Sue, her co-host and I have in common is we created shows really um, because we had a strong connection to the social impact, the significance of those shows. And the reason why I wanted to take a moment for Vanessa to share her experience with you is for you to understand just how possible it is for you to create that impact for others too if you've been thinking about doing a creative project of some sort just because you want to put something positive out in the world and you want to make a difference even if you don't know where to start it doesn't mean it's not possible there's this statistic I don't know how accurate it is or not but I hear it pretty often where it is if uh, a guy and and um, a female went to apply for a job to be a pilot and the female didn't know anything about being a pilot and the guy didn't know anything about being a pilot but they both got offered a job that statistically they say the female will be like let me go learn everything and then I'll get back to you to accept the job whereas the guy will be like oh I can probably figure it out I'll take the job and then he figures it out on the job that's supposedly how it goes so I just want to kind of reinforce if that is true how possible it just is to create things we don't have to know everything in advance just say yes to the opportunity if the opportunity feels in connection and alignment with you and then figure out the rest from there 100%. And I also feel that there are many people that have great paying jobs and they, some people love what they do. Some people, uh, you know, it's just a paycheck. It's so important to have something that you're passionate about outside of work. If it happens to be what you do every day, amazing. But I, I've done a lot of self work and a lot of goodness, soul searching the last several years. And I think a lot of it has to do with the time in my life. I'm a mom of a three year old. I'm expecting again. So there's congratulations. A, thank you. I love family. Family is a huge piece of of who I am and my identity and. they're my everything. But there's also things that make me me that were me before them. And 
time is something that diminishes a lot. The, you know, the more you have going on between work and family and relationships and relationships with your partner, etc. So there has to be time for yourself as well and things that you really love and you're really passionate about. So this has kind of filled that piece for me that I was searching for for a very long time. Um, because I was like, you know, what can I do? I mean, I'm again, I, where do I, where does this creative energy go? Like, do I start acting and do I start singing and do I, not that I'm, I, I do some of those things on the side here at home for fun, right? Especially with my right. daughter and she has that in her, but this was something that I really, you know, it's been such a great outlet for me in all sense of the word, just because I get to be creative. I get to produce, I get to learn something different and I get to, you know, have time for myself, which is fantastic. It's, it's all, it's needed. And I think that it, that should be spoken about too, because so many people feel guilty. Mom guilt is real. Um, <laughs> it, it really is because the minute you feel like, Oh, well, what are they doing now? I'm not being part of that. And I'll, it's healthy. It's healthy for daddy and daughter time to happen. And it's healthy for mom to have time for her to just think and to put, apply herself in different areas and areas that mean a lot to her. So yeah. Tell us one more time. How can we find the, we get real AF podcast? Sure. Uh, we get real AF.com is our website. And then we're on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, uh, with the handle at we get real AF. And then, uh, for myself, I'm, uh, at Vanessa H. Alava. Uh, or Vanessa Horta Alava on LinkedIn, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And can you spell your name for everybody? And then I have three last questions for you. Sure. Vanessa Alava, V-A-N-E-S-S-A-A-L-A-V-A. One of my favorite questions to ask is, what is an obstacle in your professional life that you've successfully overcome and how did you overcome it? Stick around. We'll be right back after the break. We would not be able to support and celebrate women in tech around the world if it weren't for you. Thank you so much for being a listener and a fan of the show. To contribute and donate, simply go to womenintech.fm on the upper right-hand side and click Donate, which empowers us to continue celebrating women in tech around the world. Thank you for being a part of our journey. What is it, an obstacle in your professional life that you've successfully overcome and how did you overcome it? Goodness, in my professional life, I think I want to apply it to kind of what I'm doing now currently with, with this podcast. It's balance, balance in life, balancing like what we just talked about, family, work, passion, hobbies. It can become overwhelming. And sometimes that feeling of not having enough time, things get put to the wayside and you say tomorrow, tomorrow, it doesn't happen. So for me, it has been a a challenge to, to balance. And it's something that I struggle with every day. And the best piece of advice that you've gotten, and I'm sure you've gotten so much advice. So just one that really stands out. Goodness, I don't know if it's that I've gotten. I mean, I think I've gotten this from obviously my mom. My mom, but go ahead. Yeah, yo, I have a secondary one. Go. So your mom, yes, go. Sorry. <laughs> no, I was going to say. I think in general, my mom has given me this piece of advice. But everything happens for a reason. And I'm going to touch on a word that you mention a lot in your podcast. 
on one of your exotic travels, you interviewed somebody <laughs> about this, uh, you know, word called pronoia. And it has Laura, shout out to Laura. Yeah. Shout out to Laura In because Kazakhstan, yeah. <laughs> it has so resonated with me. Um, again, everything happens to reason has been a, a big motto in my life, but um, that things will happen when they're supposed to, right? And pronoia is the sense that, you know, the universe is conspiring in your favor, even when it may seem like things are not going the way you wish or hope for. But things happen when they're supposed to. So throw out the timelines, you know, uh, your goals and ambitions are wonderful, but not getting discouraged that, you know, things aren't happening the way you want them to. There's a thing called life's pace. I, I really do believe that. And keeping your vision, even though you're the map or picture you have in your head, does it match with like the in real life totally. version of that? So um, pronoia is like a big, big thing. Everything happens for a reason. And just knowing that when it, the time is right for you, that thing will, will come to fruition. I love it. I was going to ask kind of like a, a complimentary question to your best piece of advice, because uh -huh. I'm curious. I've never asked this question before. Okay. What would you say is the best piece of advice you've given to your daughter who's three? Oh, wow. To just dream big, you know, to not have any limits and to just continue being a dreamer. Right now, her eyes are full of wonder. I was like staring at her last night as she was falling asleep. And... um I had like this, you know, she wanted to watch this one Disney movie. So I put the Disney movie on Disney Plus. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I'm reliving <laughs> my childhood through her and it's amazing. And we're bonding so much over it. So, so she's watching this thing. She's getting sleepy, but her eyes are full of wonder. And I just want to, her to keep that. And I want her to keep that fire alive because, you know, life is it's hard sometimes. And I, I want her to know that anything is possible. Has she ever given you advice? Has she ever given me advice? Um, I wouldn't say advice per se. I think that she is one of my biggest teachers. She teaches me so much about myself, about being patient, which is one of the biggest lessons I'm here to learn in this life, in this body. <laughs> <laughs> um, but just, yeah, just so much about showing myself grace and that when she looks at me, you know, I'm, I'm superwoman, right? Even though the days that I don't feel like I'm accomplishing everything I want to accomplish, or I feel like, you know, I'm not doing everything, anything at a hundred percent because I have so many balls up in the air. Um, so she teaches me so much about myself and in, in positive ways to, you know, that I, I do feel like superwoman in her eyes and, and that empowers me. And I want to be a, the best version of myself for her. So I love it. Yeah, I love it. Okay, two last little tiny questions. Yeah. Your favorite book? Oh, goodness. This is going to sound really, really weird. Okay. But it, it, it hit home for me. Um, there's a book called, and this is way, way old, right? Susie Orman wrote this book, The Money Book for the Young, Broke, and Fabulous. Yes. <laughs> okay. So it Shout is. <laughs> to one of the OG women empowering figures, Susie Orman. I haven't heard that name. I discovered Susie Orman at the start of my interest in business. Susie Orman was OG. Does she still do stuff? 
I don't know. I know she had like a, a talk, like a TV, quasi TV talk show, like Susie with a segment. Orman, man. And I still have one of her books on my bookshelf. Like, oh, that's a, okay. Sorry. Go ahead. Go no, ahead. No, it's just, it's might sound weird. And the reason I say it's like a favorite of mine is because I feel like it's so educational. I don't think that there is one, at least when I was in school, there wasn't one class, like there's like the economics class, right? But there was not one class that really nitty gritty broke down life essential things. Like you're going to have to pay a mortgage. You're going to have to pay rent. You're going to have to save for that. You're going to have to, you know, save for retirement at some point. And you know what, the earlier you start, the better, like things that I wish I had learned in school and could have taken with me early on. I had to purchase a book when I was like in my early twenties and said, Hmm, I'm broke. I'm pretty fabulous. Let me read this. <laughs> and it was eye-opening. I learned so much from that book and like credit score and what that really means and how it affects you and da da da. So yeah, Susie Orman. Nice. Shout out. <laughs> and a question that I like to check in and I feel like you're gonna say yes, but I don't want to make any assumptions. Have you been on a podcast before? I have not. This is my Stop. first podcast. No, that's first, incredible. First podcast, so thank you very much. <laughs> the first of many, many, many more to come. Thank you, thank you. I've said in my episodes that I hope that everyone listens to the podcast, poaches all my guests to celebrate and empower every single female that we celebrate further so that they could just grow and expand in, in their amazingness. And um, it's just such an honor to be a part of your journey. Thank you so much. And thank you for inviting me again. And I think that's such a a brilliant thing that you've been such a pioneer of, of as it is that it's that, you know, Sue and I talked about this with a guest that we just recently had about the staircase effect of like women lifting each other up. And it's about sharing resources and helping people out. So anything that we can do to help you and vice versa, or any uh-huh. of the women on our podcast that we can, you know, uh, cross pollinate, we're all about because we just want to help each other. So I love yeah, it. Absolutely. I love of it. Is there something you wanted to share that you didn't share? I would say to everyone, really, just listen more. Listen more. It's a practice. It's hard. But I think that, again, in self-work over the last like year and a half to two years, I've been trying to listen more and speak less. And I think that there's a lot of power in silence. Um, again, and I'm learning so much from these amazing women that we interview, but we had a very young woman wise beyond her years, making a point that in our culture and our society here on, you know, in America, we're uncomfortable with silence and that it's so powerful and that we have the power to choose when and when not to speak. And I thought, I mean, that shook, that shook me. I know that's a word now with the, with the kiddos, like shook, that shook me because I was like, wow, yeah, that that hits home. And it's so true. And the power of just listening and making that decision and choice as to whether or not you want to comment, respond, reply or not. I mean, it, it can it can speak volumes. Silence is very loud. I love that. I, I, I love that. And it makes me think, um, have you heard of Yoni Circle before? No. So we had the founder of Yoni Circle on the Women in Tech podcast. And and by the way, speaking of having the founder of Yoni Circle, we had also Vanessa's co-host Sue on the Women in Tech podcast. So we'll make sure to include the episode with Sue in the show notes. Yes. Too. 
Sue's so, amazing. Whoop, whoop. So Yoni Circle is an app. So it was a physical thing where that I would attend. And it's a group of women who all share our stories with one another, but in a very specific way that's safe. And we don't speak while someone else is speaking. So we actively listen. And Ooh. I felt that it was a really great place to practice actively listening. And now Yoni Circles launch an app. So if you go to Yoni Circle in an iPhone, I think it's going to be an Android soon, but definitely iPhone, and you install the app, you could be a part of, and right now it doesn't cost anything, you could be a part of a Yoni Circle, and it's a group of like five, six women per like Yoni Circle session. It's an incredible experience to be really connected and to really... I don't know. It sounds so cheesy, but to like really evolve in yourself. But my favorite part is the act of listening. Mm-hmm. The act of listening... Like what you do is when someone else is talking, if you agree with them or if it evokes some sort of emotion, you snap. And that's that's how you show your, you know, but you don't talk and then you pass the talking stick and they even simulated it in the app, the talking stick. It's really wonderful. I, I highly um, suggest you try it out. It's it's really like no experience I've ever seen before on a mobile app. Wow. I'm going to have to check it out. Yes, absolutely. Uh, and isn't it American Sign Language? Isn't it snapping like uh, clapping? Isn't that the... I, you know, I I don't know, but I think so. I think so too. So that makes sense because you're acknowledging. But you know, it's interesting because when people feel like they are listening, they're more so listening so they can respond to whatever you're, you've just said or they're forming their response as opposed to really just deeply and I guess presently listening, right? So it's um yeah, it, it just is listen more. <laughs> and it's something I think that as podcasters, it's a delicate balance, right? Because right now I was super actively listening to you. But what happens when you also super actively listen, you can't prepare as a an interviewer for the next fluid question. So the listener has a better experience, like the listeners in the audience. And so it's like an interesting balance for a podcaster between active listening and preparation for interview flow. I agree. But I tell you what, out of the podcast that I listen to, I would prefer to hear something that feels more organic and conversational than something that feels more of a Q&A session. Knowing that, yes, you have questions that you want to hit. And I think you do that so well with your guests. Aww, but also know you. that if you go down a rabbit hole, I mean, wh- we have time, you know, whatever. If you want to include it in the podcast, great. If not, then we just have that connection we've made as human beings. Um, so I don't know. I just I I like having that conversational flow. And if you have a thought to to go with it and feel it and, you know. Just have that connection. I love it. Thank you so much, Vanessa, for spending your time with the Women in Tech podcast. If you want to connect and collaborate with more extraordinary women in tech around the world, remember to go to the Women in Tech Facebook group at womenintechvip.com. Takes you straight there. Womenintechvip.com takes you straight to the Facebook group. Say hello on social, on Twitter, on Instagram, on Facebook, all at, at Women in Tech Show. I will see you guys, talk to you guys, hear you guys in the next episode. Bye. Bye. I'm Vanessa Alva, co-founder of the We Get Real AF podcast, featuring women and girls in emerging tech, XR, AI, and futurism. We're located in Durham, North Carolina. You're listening to Women in Tech. Hi, this is Arlen Hamilton, author of It's About Damn Time, How to Turn Being Underestimated into Your Greatest Advantage. 
and you're listening to We Are LA Tech. I feel so grateful I've had the privilege of getting an advanced copy of Arlen Hamilton's new book, It's About Dan Time. She is one of the most inspiring venture capitalists I've ever come across. Her story from having absolutely nothing and being completely broke to being one of the most influential venture capitalists in the world blows my mind. And her book is insanely well-written. Right when I picked it up, I didn't want to put it down. She teaches me and us how to become the asset, how to be our best selves, and how to be a person that not only creates opportunity for ourselves, but creates an abundance of opportunity for others. I'm so proud to share her book with you, and I hope you'll pick it up. And I know for sure you'll be just as riveted as I was with each page you turned. Get It's About Damn Time at itsaboutdamntime.com. The Women in Tech podcast is hosted and produced by me, Esprit Devora, With help from Janice Geronimo. Edited by Adam Carroll. And music from Jay Huffman Live and Epidemic Sound. The Women in Tech podcast is a wearetech.fm production. Thank you for being a listener of the Women in Tech podcast. To support the podcast and cheer us on, become an MVL Most Valuable Listener, go to womenintech.love, linked in the show notes.